What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Tango Delta Podcast. This week, on this episode, Coach Kimbo and I are talking about programming. Um, if you've ever had any questions about programming and why we do what we do, we're going to dive into that a little bit this week on the podcast. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Tango Delta Podcast. I'm Coach Decker. I'm here in the truck burning up <laughs> with my lovely wife, Coach Kimbo. Hello. <clears throat> Haven't talked to you guys in a while. We're going to get better. Um, but uh, we just wanted to uh, discuss a couple of things um, today. We've had some questions um, just concerning, actually, over the last few years, we've had a lot of questions concerning, you know, why we program things that we do and how we come up with programming um first of all uh oh actually another question is why do we do conjugate weeks um why you know are we doing random weird movements and things like that um number one basically uh because you need it <laughs> mm -hmm. you need to do movements that that uh that you're not used to uh if we just come in and do the same things all the time you know, it doesn't really go with Cross, CrossFit's methodology of constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity. So um, that's just kind of the baseline. Um, but also, man, we want to try to keep this thing fun too. We want to try to challenge your body and and uh, and and move you forward. So mm -hmm. we're going to discuss these things um, today the best that we can. Uh, here's a disclaimer. I'm going to go ahead and say this: you can find good programming anywhere mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere uh, I mean I know that you know Rich Ferning's programming is like blowing up and now Matt Frazier um, has his own programming coming out because he's the five-time fittest man um, yeah you can get programming anywhere and I'm not gonna say that Frazier's is gonna be the best that guy don't know squat about CrossFit. If you listen to, <laughs> he, he doesn't know squat. Um, he knows well, yeah, to mean, go in and work he knows and what to do. He, yeah, he he's a competitor. Yeah. He's a competitor. He's not a coach. He's so, not a programmer. But. No, y'all don't y'all don't jump on my back and say I hate Matt Frazier because I don't. <laughs> but if you listen to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, he doesn't know crap about CrossFit and the methodology and, and anything, really. Even about CrossFit's history. And not saying that everybody has to, but uh, you would think yeah. it would be... Uh, uh, a little more <laughs> up his up his uh, wheelhouse. you know wheelhouse his mm -hmm. alley to to know a little bit about CrossFit, but I digress. Yep. Um. So programming. Uh, programming. Uh, here's here's a question mm -hmm. that somebody gave sure. us. Was uh, how do you know what movements to program together? Like why? Why do we pro program certain movements together? So you take it from there. Well, I, I think I think that's a fair question, um, and the answer to that question is it all really depends on the objective or the stimulus that is meant to be hit in a, in a given workout. Uh, and I'll give you an example. If you have a, a workout that's uh, moderate moderate weight deadlifts and over the bar burpees, mm -hmm. automatically you should be thinking heart rate right it's going to be it's going to be managing your breath trying not to 
you know, hit the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Not coming out the gate too hot, things like that. Uh, especially if it's a, like a 10 minute AMRAP or something, something like that, right? And then you have workouts like JT, which we, we had talked about before. Um, that's a hero wad and it's 21.15.9 of handstand push-ups, push-ups and dips, ring dips. Okay. Man. So right there you should be thinking what it's a total upper body killer yes managing failure may yes managing your mu your yep. muscle failure because you don't want to hit especially if you do it strict like no kipping you're gonna have to really be thinking about not opening up with too big a sets right a, if you're not conditioned for that it's a good way to tear a peck as well <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so, so it all it all really depends on what what the objective is and what the stimulus for that day so is. So let's, well, let's clarify because we say the word stimulus all the time because we know what it means. Mm -hmm. Like what uh, what does meeting the stimulus mean? If I say scale to match the stimulus right. or meet the stimulus, right? So uh, explain to them what that means when when you're when you're looking at any given workout. There is a goal behind that workout, okay? So let's take the workout Fran, 21.59, thrusters at lightweight and pull-ups. Mm. Fran is meant to be super fast. Yes. It's, it's, it's a sprint. It hurts. It's, it's a quick one. And um, if I say this is the stimulus for, for Fran, what do you think I would say? Meant to be fast. Meant to be fast. Yep. Um, br break up your your reps so that you don't end up resting for like 20, 30 seconds, right? right? You want, this thing is meant to be quick. Um, so if we're scaling someone in the gym and I'm looking at their thruster and I can tell that they can't hold on to that barbell and do big sets with that thruster to meet the stimulus, I'm going to go ahead and scale that weight down. Right. So right. that they can do big sets and yeah. get and get their heart rate up. So I've seen uh, many times of people having, you know, 10, 13 minute Fran times, right? Because they, they just refuse to scale go, it, to scale it. Mm -hmm. And they, and they, um, well, if you do a, a, if you do a 10 minute Fran, you missed you it. You have completely missed what Fran is supposed to feel like. So right. I, I would challenge people scale, scale Fran just one time just go into it and scale it for a sub three to finish in under three minutes oh that's nasty okay? <laughs> scale it and then you'll feel what fran is actually supposed to feel like right and uh um it's actually interesting pretty good scale for the heart rate we went to a comp recently and they did um thrusters at 75 pounds and 53 pound kettlebell swings Right, Instead so it was, it was 55, 35 for females? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and man, you you feel what Fran's supposed to feel like. So anyway, meeting the stimulus is always like our objective in class. There's a certain way that that workout is supposed to feel. There's yeah. a certain thing it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. There's a certain place that you're supposed to get in your mind where you're going to have to win a battle mm -hmm. or keep going when you don't feel like it. And that's why the, the power of scaling people correctly um, is it's it's so, so important. It's right. very, very important. And I think I, I know at our our box, I we do a pretty good job of uh, explaining that when we do our whiteboard sessions, explaining, you know, what 
the time frame? Like what, what is this meant to look like when you're, when you're going through it or, um, you know, keeping the weight, if there's a weightlifting in it, keep the weight under this percentage to hit the stimulus. We just say that stuff all the time. Right. So that, and I think we do a pretty good job at, you know, breaking that down for our athletes and not like going overboard with mm-hmm. it. Um, so that, that's what that means. That's, that's stimulus. It's just the objective, what it's meant to feel like, how it's meant to be executed, you know, and another good example is, um, something that's more skill related, like the double under, if you have a workout and it is four time and it's a hundred dubs, 50 burpees and a 30 cal bike mm. and I already know that stimulus is going to be heart rate. Like that is going to be a burner. Um, But if you have an athlete who can't string big sets of dubs together and they're just going to be fumbling through a hundred dubs, they're not going to hit the stimulus. They're not going to hit that, yeah. They're going to get tired, right? Because yeah. trying to do dubs. And frustrated and throw their rope. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so Guilty. <laughs> I think most people are guilty of that one. Um so that that's another example where, you know, we might throw in a clapping drill yeah. or or something to that, you know, effect. And that's to hit the stimulus. Right. And if I were going to do that workout, I just said, which I actually might do it later for a second wad, I would try to go unbroken on my dubs, just get through the burpees and then blow through that bike with a, a sprint finish. That's what Yuck. it's, that's what it's meant to, to look like yep. when done. So. Yeah. So that is, that is stimulus. Um, why do we put certain movements with each other? Well, again, like, so it depends on, it depends on what the, the objective is meant to be. So if you have... Um, a workout where I want to um, test or or tax someone's grip, right? We want to do like grip work. Yeah. Um, Farmers carries coupled with toes to bar. Rowing. And and rowing, like something like that where you're going to have to manage your grip and it's going to slow you down and make you rest a certain amount. Um, or break up your sets depending on the rep scheme. So it all depends on what the, what that day is. Now I do, I'm a firm believer that there are some things that really should not be paired together for the average athlete. Uh, Again, I'm not talking about competitors or people going into a comp, but just your average person, box jumps, unless you have a soft box, you have to be careful what you pair with box jumps. Right. Because um, <clears throat> I remember there was a workout. I, I think it was an open workout. Oh, no, I, I don't remember. I don't know. It was, it was a, a games workout. It was a games workout where it was um, heavy deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Even for a competitor, the, the weight was heavy paired with box jumps. And I know a lot of people that are just average you know, athletes trying to just be fit that went in trying to do that workout RX and busted their shins open. Yeah. Because when you pair heavy deadlifts with a fast twitch movement like that, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. I broke mine. I cracked my shin on on a workout just like that. Yeah. Heavy deadlifts and box jumps. So you always have to look at risk versus reward. In a workout like that, I would have pretty much every one of my athletes 
go ahead and do step ups. Yeah, it's just not worth it. It's like right. So it's not worth so some some things I don't think should be paired together for the for just a normal person. But again, that I mean, that's just speaking from experience. CrossFit's definition is constantly varied functional movement executed at high intensity. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go by their definition, you do have to constantly vary what what is being coupled with what. Um, you have to constantly vary what the stimulus is meant to be because mm -hmm. intensity, when, when you say intensity, we, most people think, you know, high heart rate, fire breather, right. right? But that's, that's not the only thing intensity is. Intensity is synonymous with power and all power is, is force times distance over time. So intensity could be a one rep max, right? you know, yeah. um, or we do, you know, mass trifectas every now and then. That's also another form of intensity. Um, intensity could be static holds, planks, you know, a max yeah. max plank or max... Handstand hold or something Right, like yeah. some, something like that. Intensity comes in, you know, different forms. But it is what yields the most favorable results. And so that's why it's a part, it has to be a part of your daily program. Yep. Very cool. Um, well, I hope that answered the questions. Um, but uh, one more thing. Mm -hmm. We program here at our box a conjugate week. Oh, yes. And so, and, and a lot of times people don't know why. They're just great athletes and they just show up and do the work. Uh -huh. um, uh, but, so we have certain weeks um, in our programming that are specifically designed for um, skill work, uh, work we don't normally do. You'll see the Turkish get-ups in there. You'll see, um, lots of time to work on, on skills, on your dubs, on ring dips, your, mm -hmm. all your kipping movements, everything. Um, so why, so, if somebody asks why, why do we do this week? What would you say? Okay. So when it, when it comes to conjugate week, first of all, you, it, it, when you're strength biased, like we are, you have to have deloads. You can't. You can't just always be lifting heavy, right? Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not good for the joints. You, your body needs time to recover. So conjugate weeks are great because you have to have a deload anyway, and then it gives you opportunity to, you know, use all the things that you've learned and apply it in a different, different setting, different mm -hmm. way. Like today, yes, yesterday we did all those Turkish get-ups and, um, boy, that was rough. Right. Yeah. But you don't just know how to do a Turkish get-up, right? We've learned how to do it. We've, we've practiced it. And then a workout comes where it's a hundred Turkish get-ups lightweight, but it was a lot of, a lot of reps. Mm -hmm. So the goal with that workout was to try to make every rep look exactly the same and just it, get through all those reps. Right. Yeah. And we, when you wouldn't see a workout like that in the middle of a of a strength cycle it's too much volume it'll it'll tax the body the core too much the yeah. core yep so you couldn't you couldn't do a workout like that immediately following a deadlift or it wouldn't be smart anyway sure to do something like that um but and today we're doing zercher squats which we very rarely do but they're they're great for training yeah. right mm -hmm. so conjugate weeks are just a great opportunity to program you know odd things that we don't always do and um while while we're in a deload 
Right. You know? And sometimes we do applied strength um, yes. work during this deload week. So we're going to, you know, do snatches, do do skill work on the snatch. You yeah. know, you can never work on that enough. And then we do an applied strength segment instead of, you know, really trying to push the weight. We do, you know, let's use the strength we already have and become more efficient at the movement. Right. And really try to just get better. So. Right. Yeah, we, we have that question a lot. Like, why why conjugate weak button? That's... And it's so funny because I, I do hear a lot of athletes say that they are more sore mm. after conjugate weeks yep. than, than in the middle of a string cycle. And the reason I, I think, you know, for that is you're, we do a lot of unilateral work. You're using muscles that you don't typically use at the volume we do on right. conjugate week right mm -hmm. so at the end of conjugate people are mostly like ready for a rest day or two yeah <laughs> and, then, and you're just using different parts of your body mm -hmm. you know so um yeah i uh listen pro like like we said programming the great thing about crossfit and you guys have heard us say this before you can get more fit on bad programming you can it's it, it, completely possible. It is the nature of functional movement. If you yeah. do, if you do functional movement and you vary it and you use intensity with it, you can, you will get more fit. Yeah, Dep that's why people who do it in their garage and just make up random stuff, mm -hmm. they get more fit. Yep, and and that is the beauty behind it. But it it is nice to have someone with you know a, a background and knowledge do programming for you. It kind of takes the 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 work out of it you just show up and you're like all right this is what i'm doing because i gotta tell you i don't know too many people that would walk into their garage and say i'm gonna do 100 turkish get-ups today for time <laughs> no one's gonna do no one wants to do it but if that's what the wad is and we're all gonna do it then yep. then we'll get it and done we'll just get in here know? and work together yeah so it it is nice to have someone program for you so that you know you can you you don't have to decide what you're gonna do because we're all kind of biased, right? Like yeah, we all like have we that, all have yeah. our favorite things that we like to do, and um, without even realizing it, most people would do what they enjoy most yes. and neglect the things that they suck at. <laughs> right. Right. Listen, getting getting better, you have to do the things that are hard. Yep. There are some powerful things that happen when we do hard things. Yeah. We do things that are difficult for us. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that could be if you're just starting out or you're on a weight loss journey or you're trying to get more fit. Everything that we do in the gym might be really freaking hard. Right. Right. And there's there's some power in pushing yourself to do things until they're not as difficult. Right now, the thing like with burpees and uh, and uh, the assault bike and all that stuff, it's always going to feel bad, but you just get better at it. <laughs> right. right, you get more fit, so you you do your burpees faster, or you do more burpees, and and same way with double unders. They, you know, I, something crazy I seen the other day, Alex Smith, he was doing, he was stringing his triples together and doing quads. I seen that too. It yep. was crazy. Right, so four passes of the rope on one jump, but he was stringing the triple under together. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I just think that I think the dub is always just going to get your heart rate way up there. Yes, and there, it's you got to train it. You got to do the hard things until 
you can just suck it up and 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 do more hard things right right you right. gotta have that mentality so um conjugate weeks programming no matter what's on the board just show up and uh, whatever box you attend and and roll with it and if it's hard do it until it's not you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. that and and that, that that's a good that's a good attitude to have you know do do the things you suck at until you don't suck anymore and then do them even more to where you mastered it and then once you've done that and you're good at it you'll actually enjoy it more yeah you'll look forward to doing it um and that's that's something that i've learned definitely with a lot of movements i hate thrusters i hate them i do yeah, I, know you do. I do but the more i work on them and the better i get at them i know i'll enjoy it because that's that's how that you know that's why i love burpees so much right you know i just did enough of them to where i got good at them right. uh, same with the assault bike same with dubs you yeah. know that's that's kind of the the journey of it and then there's always a way to make a movement harder you got your triple unders, uh, you right? And you just put a vest on. Put a vest on, sure. Yeah. You know, and yeah, all kinds of all kinds of things. That's the that's the thing. Um, as we program, and as we watch all of you guys and our athletes for sure uh, work out, you don't realize, but we're we're constantly making things a little bit harder for you, right? Yeah. We'll we'll find another scale, and oh oh, he's he or she is blowing through this now at where they started and mm -hmm. now we're going to just make it harder and make it harder, make it harder until eventually you're doing everything as it's supposed to be. Right. You know, so guys don't, uh, don't give up on doing things that are difficult. Yeah. Don't, um, you know, sometimes just getting to the gym is difficult, but you got to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Get in the gym and make it happen. You'll feel better when you leave. And you guys know that for sure. But, uh, we hope that, this little discussion um, in between classes just uh, helps you guys understand a little bit about what we do and why we do it when a programming conjugate week and all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, you got anything else? No, I mean, it, if anyone has questions, like if the, if you want more in depth um, knowledge on, on, you know, CrossFit's methodology when it comes to programming, we could talk about that for forever, but it's, it's in the definition you know, constant, mm -hmm. constantly varied functional movement at high intensity. And so it's not random. Constantly varied suggests that it can't be random because it has to be that. So, you know, we can always, if you have questions, just come to, come to me and or Decker or any of our coaches and we can shine some light on it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We will see you again very soon. Later. Thanks for listening this week. If you have any questions, feel free to hit us up, send us a message, give us a like, a share, a follow, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we will see you next week with another episode of the Tango Delta Podcast.